0: From the Sunshine State, this is Tampa Bay's TAN Talk.
1: Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork 9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727 501 9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent
0: you. The people of the town of Elephant's Breath, Montana, did not support their local sheriff. And this is what happened. The residents of Sagging Bag, Arizona did not support their local sheriff, and whammo. And now, the town of Calendar, Colorado is facing the same fate, because Calendar is a wide-open town where men fight in the streets and women litter. And there's a terrible traffic problem, a gun control problem, and no morals at all.
2: You want to grab something?
0: Everything looks too slippery.
2: What does that mean?
0: That's not the question. The question is, will Calendar support their local sheriff? His name is Jason McCullough, and he alone holds the answers to Calendar's problems. fails the finger he suck his finger in the end of your what all Jason needs is the town's support and the love of a good woman he's had some terrible shocks this year she got wealthy almost overnight I think maybe it unhinged her a little bit then she was always kind of big for her age and poverty hit her hard that'll do it you know <laughs> As the West been wilder. Hold it! Hold it! Just put it down out there. Just hold
2: it. Okay, go ahead.
0: James Garner, Joan Hackett, Walter Brennan, Harry Morgan, Jack Jackie. Your local sheriff. Hi, this is Dave McClellan, the voice of NHRA. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
1: Let's just welcome, you're tuning in to into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers and Google TAN Talk 1340.com and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, Golfstream where you can find out all about us. And if you missed any of our past shows, check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Good evening, Tommy. Good evening, Robert. Boy, do I come in here at the last minute and put the pressure on you, don't I? Yeah. What else is new? What else? Is, I gotta sit there and give a big round of uh, applause and cheers. I want everybody to clap for Tommy because uh, sometimes, uh, well, since my uh, my uh, my uh, what's that thing called? Oh, my program's not working right. I come in here at the last minute sometimes because I got so busy. Or I get busy, and I gotta. Uh, like record and get all the stuff ready for the show, and Tommy is just amazing because he can at the last minute he can get down to the crunch and we can get these shows out. So, oh, uh, you're too kind. I'm too kind. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, but you, <laughs> but Tommy does an excellent job. That is really, really, really good. Anyway, I appreciate that very much. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. i got another guest on this evening. I'm excited about this gentleman. I've known him for a long time. Super, super, super cool guy. Just a really neat guy with a lot of really cool stories. You're truly going to enjoy this gentleman. And he's a local guy. And uh, let me get into the Florida Car Shows Minute here real quick. Um, This weekend, for all you vintage road race guys like me, is the HSR, Historic Sports Car Racing Event, down the Spring Fling, as they call it. That's down in Sebring International Raceway. The week after that is the Ferrari Challenge, also at the Sebring International Raceway. And then the week after that, for those of you who want to trek all the way down to South Florida, West Palm Beach, is Barrett-Jackson, April 11th through the 13th. That's uh, Those are the three events that are kind of on my immediate calendar right at the moment. And if you, want find out, if you want to find out where all the car shows are and things that are going on around the state of Florida, check out FloridaCarshows.com, FLACarshows.com. So uh, what did we do this past weekend? Let me think here. Uh, I didn't go anywhere because the week before we went all the races and stuff. And uh, we're at Sebring and the Gator Nationals, and that was a lot of fun. And that was quite a bit. And now this past weekend, let's see what was going on. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. Uh, there was So, yeah, Chin Motorsports was doing their event down at Sebring. And I was invited to go down to that, but I had some uh, stuff to do this weekend. And uh, just kind of get caught up around some stuff. I had some reports that I'm working on because I'm doing some pretty cool cars. And again, if you guys are in a situation where you've got a late model vehicle and it's been hurt, harmed, crashed, or boogered up, and it's been put back together, uh, don't forget you're entitled to a diminished value. And basically what that is is you're entitled to the lost value of your vehicle. So if you've got, let's say, a fairly decent car, and I'm going to say late 2000s, and the car was involved in an accident. It was fixed. It doesn't matter how well the car was fixed, how nice it is, whether paint doesn't match, whether parts are falling off it. It's not worth what it was before the accident, okay? So it has suffered lost value. And what I do is I write the reports for that. I, they're called diminished value. It's, uh, so in other words, let's say an average car, let's say it's a dollars 30000 car, before the accident, after the accident, even though it looks nice, it runs good, and the paint looks pretty decent, and all the parts are still on the car and they are not falling off the car as you drive down the road, and it's not doing anything weird, strange, or uh, abnormal. It's still been a crash car. It's stigmatized. It's marked. It's labeled. Okay? So it's not worth what it was before. So the at-fault insured, the person that basically is responsible for the accident, that crashed into you, that's called a third-party accident. Not you. If you hit a tree or you hit a telephone pole or you hit the garage wall, that's a first-party claim. That doesn't work in the state of Florida. Third-party claims only. So that means if somebody else caused you harm, hurt your car, damaged anything you own, even a motorcycle— um, or a bicycle. But let's just talk about cars. Let's keep it at cars. Um, you are entitled to a diminished value. Now, what I do is I, I analyze the car, establish a value on the car, and I submit a report to you, which you then in turn submit to the at-fault insured. Let's just say on a $30,000 car, it might be a $5,000 diminished value. Hopefully... You will get some money from that at fault insurance insurance company. Now, I will tell you from my experiences on at fault insurance and uh, diminished value, the the norm around the country is fifty percent. So, if I write a five thousand dollar DV, chances are you're going to get twenty five hundred, maybe three grand. And because uh, insurance companies, quite frankly, you know they're not your friends. I shouldn't say that on the air, but I'm going to say it because it's the truth. They just don't want to pay. You miss a payment, and within an hour, you're going to get a late notice and a uh, notification that says, uh, cancellation notice if you don't cure this within five days, plus a late charge. Well, that's how insurance companies react. Keep in mind, it's corporate America, and not that I'm not a uh, very staunch conservative, a very staunch pro-business, pro-American conservative kind of guy. I'm not a big fan of corporate America sometimes because uh, some of those guys up there don't want to play by um they don't want to look out for the little guy, so to speak. And uh, so at any rate, uh, especially insurance companies, and they just don't want to pay. So obviously you have to kind of fight. And, of course, you know, as the old saying goes, anything worth having is worth fighting for. And uh, you have to uh, concentrate on that. You have to really, really, really try to uh, make sure that you're taken care of. Read read the fine print. We're going to have a couple guys on here over the next uh, uh, four, five, six months from an assortment of different insurance companies. This diminished value and total loss and the stuff that I do, the appraisals, is going to be a hot topic. And uh, appraisals is another one. You know, I mean, you should have. We have a caller on the line. Oh, okay. Let's just see. We got a caller. And uh, caller, can I, can I can I can I ask who this is?
2: Uh, it's Fred McMurray with Geico. You missed a payment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fred McMurray. Somehow. Blubber, flubber comes to mind there, Charlie. How you doing, buddy?
2: Well good. I just came back from Havana. I went to look at a seventy two L T one Corvette. A wait, 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 wait. Did you
1: say Savannah or Havana?
2: Havana. H A V A N A. How like, many of the Havana's?
1: Well wait a minute, that's a long swim.
2: <laughs> well, you know. I mean, did you, you, know swim, from here? Did you, did
1: you swim from the Keys over? That's 50 no, miles? No, it was
2: Havana, Florida. Oh, oh, oh. By okay. Tallahassee. Because when I looked at it, I'm like, I'm not going to Havana, Cuba to look at a Corvette. But you'll like this one, and I'll make it quick. Um, it's. I went to go look at it. The guy started at 8000 He went down to 6000 He goes, yeah, it's not too bad. He's 74, selling it for his 93-year-old friend. This woman, whose husband was an original Tuskegee Airman. Really? Isn't that something cool? Really? The guy, the woman, originally from Queens. Nice lady. We get there at the tip, there's a barn fry. I brought my, bro- brought my buddy Chucky with me. I hopped over this fence, and there it is behind this building. I'm like, ah, oh, it was Robert, it was too far gone. Wasn't matching motors. Now, the small block Chevy for that. LT1. Those would have been the valve covers where you put the bolts on the outside. This one had it going through. So that what's what that was more like that's a, late,
1: that's a yeah. It's a uh, yeah. S- Second gen, third gen motor.
2: So he got an offer for four thousand because he called me the other day. So if any of your listeners are interested in, and in, uh, I can give you that number. I don't want to get my number out on the air. No, that no. These girls call me up, but anyway. Uh, uh, so it's down to four thousand now. It's a Seventy-two LT1 vet. It's got the half shares out. It's got four flat tires. you got to have to jack it up. And go to u hole. You can get a trailer for 120 bucks. Was There's it a
1: coupe or a roadster?
2: It was a, a T-top. Okay. So Yeah, so they only made that. And, you know, they only made the 350s and the 454s. It didn't, it's not an AC car, so you could spend $1,600 and go to, what is it, Vintage Air and get that yeah. done. Because you got to have AC in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't pull up with a go-pick-up-your-girl Sweating like you know what? Forget about it. Uh-huh. You know. Anyway, but it was red. Melee. What do you call it? Melee. miglia Red or something mele, like that. red. Yeah. yeah. But man, I was so psyched and had to, you know, leather the tan or, or should I say like saddle? Al hates that word saddle. Saddle or biscuit. Biscuit. You know, it's biscuit. I'm like, shut up. You it's... eat a biscuit. You don't sit on a biscuit. I mean, you could. You could say Anyways. baby
1: poop brown too. You could say that. Yeah.
2: So I'm thinking ah, it's too far gone. And then there's a '73 in Tampa. I'm still bickering with, but you know what? I like the '68 to '72s. I love the bumper cars. You
1: gotta so have it, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna buy a Corvette. Rule number one: buy a chrome bumper car, like you said, yeah. C3, yeah. to, or '68 to '72.
2: Yep, you're right about that. So I'm yep. gonna save a couple extra dollars. And uh, hey, you know what? we want to give a shout out to Al. He's still. Uh, you know, trying to get through him. He's not feeling so good. He was uh, going through therapy and stuff. So we just want to say hey to him.
1: Hey to uh, Al. Well, I stopped by there for the past couple of days. I actually brought oh, him some magazines. Oh, yeah. I saw him a couple of times. I
2: gave cool, him some great. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. So he's sitting there, you know, gimping it out. But he's doing I'm good. Sure
2: he, he said he found some doctor or somebody over there that knew about cars. I'm like, wow, Al, good for you. Otherwise, you know, nurses come in and they, they're using their thumb on him, and he's not liking that. No. So you know how that goes. So, <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to call you up and tell you about that vet, but uh, it's too bad. It was a piece of history, but it's got too much stuff going on. Well, it's like a, more like a three-year project. You know how that is. Yeah, you, know nah, what, you're you know better off
1: that's... save your money, buy one a little bit closer that's done, and just do you know, something that's driver quality. Not, uh, you don't yeah, need, nobody needs any projects anymore.
2: Yeah, I don't want an automatic Corvette. That's like, you know, when they came out with the Porsches with automatic. I'm like, come on. You gotta shift the Porsche, right? A Porsche, Probably?
1: you have to shift. Yes, you, you have to. You gotta have, you mean, gotta have it, a car with three pedals, three pe- exactly, and that, and that doesn't mean an emergency brake pedal. That means three yeah. pedals that go back and forth, and they're like all in a row.
2: Yeah, you should have a shirt like that. This is what I want. Just show three pedals on your shirt.
1: Somebody you know already I mean? has that one. I thought about that. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's out there. It's three a... Yeah, yeah. I know. All right.
2: So, listen. You have a good night. Thanks for the airtime. Stay mm-hmm. well. We'll see you soon. Take oh, care.
1: All right. Take care, Charlie. Hey, uh, hang on a minute here. Let's see. We're going to play a song, but I think what we're going to do is, yeah, go ahead and play that uh, Roustabout real quick, and then we're going to get a commercial, and then we're going to get our guests on the phone, and then we're going to have some fun here. So you are tune into nostalgic radio and cars. Oh, wow, here's a little uh, Roustabout. Just knock around, God. There's a lot of space beneath
0: that sky. Till I find my place, there's no doubt. I'll be roving round about. Nobody never gave nothing to me with hard knocks. Bum,
3: bum, bum, bum. All
0: I ever knew was hard knocks. Bum, 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 and I'm bum, telling you, I said, you better bum. be where I've had my shit. Hard knocks. You
2: girls are new here, aren't you? Hey! Hey, all right, knock it off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, we're back into two nits nostalgic premium cars. And of course, I was talking a little bit about uh, diminished values, appraisals, and total losses, and all that good stuff. But if you want to find out more information, go to my website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, and contact me there. Now, I uh, just want to let everybody know that don't forget, we're not only on WTA on AM 1340 here in our local little village of Clearwater, but uh, we're also at 106.1 FM. Now, we're also in Dade City and uh we're also on uh fm st- channel out there and it's 102.3 and uh so be sure and tell your friends if they're hanging out in uh dade city zephyr hills they can pick us up on in stereo now anyway hey i think what we are gonna do we're going to go ahead and fire up that uh transistor radio i think in this case what we're going to do is fire up a. Uh, a record player, and then we're going to have our guests come on here in a few minutes. So for those of you that want to go back about 30, 40 years, how about a little Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, and Dean Martin? Only a
0: hunch, but I'll bet you a bunch he wears suspenders, a belt, and a vest. Hmm? Am I correct in my assumption that you gentlemen find my habiliments uh, reprehensible? I think there's something wrong with his throat. I told him that six weeks ago. From the tip of your toes to your head You
3: look like an unmade bed
0: Well, now, I hate to belabor the obvious, but uh, in the interest of semantics, I'm impelled to observe that you've just indulged in a mixed metaphor. Oh, that's a, it's trouble. a, trouble. It's a Yeah. You've either got or you haven't got style If you got it, you stand out a mile A flower's not a flower, if it's wilted. A hat's not a hat, till it's tilted. You've either got, or you haven't got, class! How it draws the applause of the masses. When you wear lapels, like the the swellest of swells, you You can pass pass any mirror and smile. Got or you haven't got Got or you haven't got Got or you haven't got
2: Style Nah, try this. You'll be the got
0: or you haven't got, style. you haven't got Style If you've got it You stand out a mile private, private eye, who scrutinizes every angle of his cases, from top to bottom. His name is Tony Rome. Oh, yeah. He's going to be my next case. His clients are both demanding and dangerous.
2: Me working on enough? Do you notice since I took this job, I've had to turn down two offers to go to bed? And I never want to work that hard again. Never.
0: Frank Sinatra is Tony Rome.
2: Pussycat? Someone's trying to poison her. how do you know? Her pussy used to be so sunny and full of fun with the sweetest smile.
0: Miami Beach is his scene. The high spots.
2: Don't you ever sleep in a bed?
0: And the low. i like to buy some of your time.
2: So buy. It's 20 for starters. i here? What are you, some kind of a nun?
3: You shouldn't be undressing in front of him.
0: Tony Rome's women are too fast.
2: Don't tell me she hired you to find out how far it went between us.
3: Uh, how friendly were you?
2: Well, she walked into a bedroom and she found us together in a clinch. I guess you could say I was pick pickup. I could. But I wasn't hustling if that's what you mean. I'd do just anything to get it back, just anything.
0: I appreciate what you're offering, sweetheart, but I need the money more. But Tony's horses are too slow. Honest to God, you're hopeless. Do you know who that was on the phone? Mm
2: -hmm. My bookmaker.
0: This is supposed to be a police station. How do you think it looks, a bookie using our main switchboard? The action's so fast. It's a wonder Tony Rome stays alive.
2: Look out! Look out!
0: And single. Frank Sinatra is Tony Rome. Ring a ding, ding, ding.
1: Hi, this is John Forrest, and you're listening. Listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You do it better than me. You do I know, it. Don't. <laughs> Actually, I, that's always a good promo, right there, just in itself. I'm John Force, and uh, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman I've known for a number of years. He's a good friend of mine. I'm delighted to welcome you to the show for the very first time. He's the Vice President of Global Sales and Marketing for Emily Oil, right here in Tampa. I'm delighted to welcome Dennis Madden to the show. Dennis, how you doing?
3: I am doing really well, Robert. How are you?
1: <laughs> Pretty good. So did those uh, Frank Sinatra's clip, uh, did that clip bring back some old memories from back in the good old 60s? Yeah,
3: you know, hell, I'm old enough to remember all of that. So.
1: Yeah, well, I remember the, TV, the movie, too, because it came out, I think, in 1966, 1967, and uh, I think my dad took me to that movie. So, but at any rate, so uh, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Dennis Madden. Now, I, uh, you're with Amelie Oil in Tampa. You're uh, the vice president of global sales and marketing for Amelie Oil. So tell us about Emily Oil real quick.
3: Well, Amelie Oil Company is one of the oldest oil companies in the United States. It was founded in Pennsylvania in 1903. And there's been continuous operation ever since. Uh, I work for four brothers, the uh, Barquette brothers, and they originated in Miami and um, moved to Tampa a number of years ago. And in 1998, we bought the Amelie Motor Oil Company. And it's been a lot of fun since then. I mean, I've worked for them for 48 years. Uh, they've been tremendous, Uh, it's been a tremendous family to work for. I've had a lot of fun, I've seen the world, I've been in uh, all 50 states, I've been in uh, around 45 to 50 countries around the world, places some people have never heard of, Uh, like, well, people know Kazakhstan, but they might not know a little country, south of it, called Kyrgyzstan. Been to a lot of places and had a lot of fun, met a lot of good people, and hopefully spread the gospel of (laughs) Amelie.
1: Now, Amelie Oil, okay, so the uh, Barquette Brothers... And I know uh, Harry, and I know Rick. I just met Rick at the Gitter Nationals here over the last weekend. Yeah. And um, so Amley Oil has been around for 100 years. It's funny you mentioned 1903. Well, 1903 is when Ford Motor Company actually started as a corporation or as a, as a manufacturing facility. Yeah. Harley-Davidson's also in 1903, and I think Cadillac might have been around that time, yeah. too. So well,
3: I don't know about Cadillac, but the Wright Brothers. Oh, the Wright Brothers. Uh, 1903.
1: Yeah, so 1903 is a good year.
3: Yes, it was.
1: Now, Amley Oil, okay, so the the Barquette Brothers, when you first started, when you met them, they were uh, actually customers of yours because you worked for another company called Valvoline, right, back in the day?
3: Yes, yes. Uh, When Valvoline moved me to Florida, the Barquettes were my first customer.
1: Okay. And they had what, kind of like these oil change facilities or service stations or tune-ups? Well,
3: you didn't have many of those back in those days. They had service stations and that kind of morphed into convenience stores, and the only fun thing about convenience stores is we had over 300 scattered throughout the state of Florida, and we had a helicopter to cover them, and that was the only fun thing about convenience stores, uh, is riding in the helicopter. (laughs)
1: Right, riding in the helicopter. What kind of helicopter was it?
3: It is a Bell Long Ranger.
1: Oh, that's a nice, that's fast. That's a couple, two, three hundred mile oh, an hour plane jet.
3: It's a seven passenger, uh, very, very, very nice helicopter, but can't say that to my wife because I landed it in the front yard one time and blew her flowers from here to Kingdom Come and. <laughs> That didn't set well with her.
1: <laughs> well, if you landed that in the front yard, you had actually either set it down in the street or you got an awful big front yard.
3: Well, I set it in the street and part of the front yard.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. So then how did the Amelie Oil thing come? Because Amelie Oil is, uh, you actually make your own oil. But you also yep, private yep. label for other companies and sell other under other names, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a tremendous amount of private labeling that we do, and you know, we private label for some of the largest automotive uh, stores uh, in the nation.
1: Give us some, some names of some of the brands that you private label for. Can well, you discuss?
3: oh I don't know. They would like that. So, All, right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just tell you they're 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 four of the largest out
1: there. So okay. But but we can, you can
3: draw your own conclusion.
1: Okay. We can mention said though, right?
3: said is a brand that we purchased from the Shell Oil Company in 2006. Yes. Okay. And it is a it is a co brand of ours.
1: Okay. And the reason I brought up wolf's head is because it's a very affordable oil. It's a good oil, and I use wolf's head oil. I just want you to know that I buy it here locally.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah it, I, I know you do.
1: Yeah, so that's one of my favorite oils. It's in my trucks, it's in my cars, it's in my lawnmowers and my weed eaters.
3: <laughs> it's, it's even older. It's even older than Amway. Is it really? It founded, oh yeah, it was founded in Oil City, Pennsylvania, in 1879.
1: Can you tell us why? You know, when you, it's interesting because you, when when people talk oil, they think of two places in the United States: Pennsylvania because of Pennsylvania crude, and then they think, they think of Texas. Why is that?
3: Well, I mean, they were large pools of crude, and lubricating oil. You know, got got a good name in Pennsylvania because the early lubricating oil was all paraffinic and. And what come out of the ground in, in Pennsylvania was higher yield in paraffinic than it would be in naphthenic, which you find in in gasoline and diesel fuel and things like that. But the paraffinic, you know, was what people liked because, you know, it didn't uh, oxidize as re- readily and it had large molecules and... Back before you had additives in oil, the physical separation uh, with using large molecules was important. But, you know, and that was before you had all the newer types of uh, refining that you have today. So today, you know, you can get an oil from, you can get crude oil from anywhere and you can refine it. To do the jobs you want it to do, I mean, you can separate out the naphthenic you can separate out the uh, the asphalts and all those types of things. Get to get to the uh, the paraffinic, and then you know today, further refined lubricating oil is referred to as synthetic, and it's just a uh, complete and total. Uh, refining process where you select certain molecules that do the best job for what you want to do.
1: Now, does Amelie oil you actually have? I mean, and I'm going to just kind of use a short vermin. You actually have a laboratory over there. Do you actually uh, refine oil over there? So it's more, and so it's you actually, it's Amelie oil over there is actually like a processing plant, then too, correct?
3: Yeah, we, we do not refine oil. Okay. I mean, uh, we operate a barge that uh, we offer that we run between here and Houston and sometimes up to Lake Charles Louisiana and we bring in our basic raw material which is called base oil mm-hmm. and we buy that from refineries and then we take that product and further process it and additize it into motor oils hydraulic oils transmission fluids Gear oils and
1: industrial oils. In the in in the world of oil, okay. How much? What percentage of oil? Because people uh, often think that oil is you know the derivative or the pro, the end the end product from oil is is fuel or you know from crude basically is is gasoline or. Um, uh, uh, lubricating oils and things of that nature, but actually, a large percentage of it actually goes into the plastics industry. Correct?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes into the, it goes into the plastics, and it goes into the asphalts that you drive on on your road or for asphalt. So. And you know, there's 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 a jillion different products that come out of crude oil. And, you know, when they drill a well and are successful, they also get natural gas. And You know, you can make a lot of different things. You, you know, you can use natural gas to heat your house, but you also can take it and you can turn it into other products. You know, right now they're, they're taking natural gas and uh, they're liquefying it and turning it into a base oil which makes a very good uh, synthetic baseball.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Well, that is a subject that uh, we could go on for hours and hours and hours, it sounds like. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Gator Nationals was last weekend. And what I did not know is I did I, I knew you were involved in Amelie. I knew Amelie Oil sponsored a race car, a top-fuel dragster. And I also know that it's the... Amalie Oil, Amalie Motor Oil, Gator Nationals, and of course, last weekend was the 50th anniversary. What I did not know is that you had been going there since 1969, so you were actually there for the very first Gator Nationals. And the people from Gator from Gainesville, uh, the Gator National NHRA, gave you a very special award. So tell us a little bit about that award.
3: Oh, that was very cool. Not only was it cool, but it was uh, cool with the reaction that I got from the crowd. They gave me a personalized uh, helmet with my name on it and with a big thank you written on the back of the helmet. And uh, a man by the name of John Saragusa, who is a vice president with uh, NHRA, the sanctioning body for the Gator National. John Saragusa made the presentation and my boss. Harry Barquette, who's the president of Amway, he was there. And his brother, Rick, who is going to move into my slot when I retire at the end of May, Rick was there. And Terry McMillan, you mentioned our top fuel driver, Terry McMillan was there. And so my wife and my daughter and my son-in-law were in the crowd. So there was just it was just a very nice uh day and i mean i appreciated i was shocked i mean i, I had no idea that they were going to do that for me so it was it was a really nice nice day
1: well and then john force and i didn't really realize that you were good friends with him but he also came up to you and congratulated you so that's uh yeah, yeah. interesting
3: and john's one of the other few people who's been at the very he was at the very first one he might have been in a stroller, but
1: he was there. <laughs> well, now your race, your interest in racing goes back beyond that. It actually goes back to the Valvoline days. So, uh, why don't you take us back to that? And what I didn't know is that you'd been going to uh, races. Uh, let's see, you started with Valvoline in 1966. So, you started going the races, a lot of road races, I, and along yeah, the way, I you started, met some very interesting people. Tell us about that.
3: I did indeed. You know. Uh, uh, when, when I started with Valvoline, it was a much smaller company, and, and they were owned by the Ashton Oil Company, and Ashland had a very, very nice guy by the name of Jack Bain that they made president of Valvoline, and he thought that the one way to make uh, Valvoline as well known as other brands like Penzo and Quaker State was to go racing. So, a lot of us who were young, and uh, who were stupid, we all signed up, uh, we went racing, and, you know, we went to all kinds of races, uh, the Indianapolis 500, we went to SCCA uh, races, like, you know, down at Sebring, and, of course, we went to a lot of drag races. So, SCCA uh, was pretty interesting, because there were people there, you know, I mean, that's what I think lawyers and movie stars and and doctors do on weekends they they bring their Porsches and they race them and what have you. But along the way you meet some interesting people and uh, one of the guys that I met that I told you about was Steve McQueen and this was back when he was uh, making a film for uh, for. A film called Le Mans, and you know, uh, trying to convince them to switch from golf to Valvoline. We're sitting in his pit and talking about it. And he said, "Well, he says if you guys would just come up with the money to fund my movie, then we can we can talk." But <laughs> there's there's no way right now that we can talk about that because golf has committed a serious amount of money to fund my movie. But in another year in a race out there, sitting, talking with him, and he had broken his left leg, and they did not want him to race in the C-ring race, and he had to go out and prove to them that he could clutch with that foot with a clutch on it, just or a cast on it, just as well as he could if he had a shoe on it, so... After a few laps, he showed him, and he clutched just as well, and they, they let him race. Another guy there that used to race on a regular basis was Dick Smothers of the Smothers Brothers. And he used to race. Now, Steve McQueen was a very competitive racer. Dickie Smothers wasn't that competitive a racer. But he was, he was a unique individual. And then there was also James Garner, and your older crowd I remember James Garner. But James Garner was more of an owner than a driver, but he did drive from time to time. But he was just an interesting man to walk walk uh, through pit lanes with and talk, and, and he, he just he thought racers were a very very different breed and I mean I think he sucked up as much energy from them as he gave to those of us who were glad to see him and then I told you earlier that another guy that used to be there every year and you know because when I was with Valvoline at the time you know uh, we sponsored him in a number of different races was uh, Mario Andretti And, you know, Mario Andretti was a very unique person to go to dinner with and sit and talk with him and and talk about racing, talk about family life. And, you know, if you look at how many Andrettis are out there racing now, they were a very prolific bunch.
1: Interesting. That's very, very interesting. Uh, Some other names. Who are some of the other people that you came in contact with?
3: Well, no, now you got me. I can't think about it. <laughs> All you right. Know. Let me ask well, you. you know, go uh, ahead. You know, Terry Mc, you know, we have sponsored Terry McMillan for 19 years and just signed up for another four. Uh huh. So, Terry's been one of my longtime friends. And Shirley Muldowney, you know, Shirley Muldowney is a very interesting lady. Uh
2: huh.
3: And two years ago at, uh, at the Gator Nationals, uh, she was sitting in our suite at the Gator Nationals, and there was just she and I in the suite, and got talking. And I was telling her that, uh, you know, I, she she likes uh, King Charles Cavalier dogs, and I told her that I had a little granddaughter who was uh, ten at the time who really and truly loved King Charles. Cavaliers, and so she said, "Oh, if you do, I'll send you something that I really like. You can give it to your granddaughter." And she sent me this gorgeous uh, painting uh, that someone had painted of a King Charles Cavalier. So my granddaughter's got that in her bedroom now, and that's a Shirley Malzoni's gift.
1: Oh wow, that's cool. That's got to be very special to her then too. Did she get a it chance to? Indeed. Did she get a chance to meet uh, Shirley at all?
3: No, she didn't. Uh, there's two things about Emily, my grandfather. <laughs> she <laughs> hates loud noises. <laughs> oh, there's no way she could go drag
1: racing. Well, I did get a chance to meet your daughter and your son-in-law, so that was cool. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, hanging out with the rest of the guys there. So, uh, so how did when you first met uh, Terry McMillan, and now he's in the top fuel dragster. Was he always in the top fuel dragster, or did he come up through the ranks when uh, when you started? When uh, uh, when
3: we first met him. He wasn't even in NHRA. He was in IHRA. Oh, and uh, he was he was running funny cars, and he had this yellow Plymouth uh, that, you know, we we start slowly but surely painting it like a gator, uh-huh. and uh, you know, so now if anybody's seen his top fuel car, it's a hundred percent alligator. So.
1: Is that to uh, commemorate the Gator Nationals?
3: Well, no. The, the thing about it was when when we bought the Amelie Oil Company, uh, and they they had a couple animals that they would run different promotions through the year. You know, you know they I don't know they maybe had a bullcat or I don't know what all they had. But they had one of them was a gator, and we said, oh, okay, and we're going to, as, as a nonverbal advertising, we're going to start using the gator in different things. And so then uh, we painted at First Plymouth to look like a gator, and then when he moved over to NHRA and Top Fuel, uh, we painted uh and you know that's not really paint it it's a thing they call wrapping you know i don't know exactly the technical part of it but paint weighs too much and wrapping is lightweight so they uh they wrapped it like a like a gator so uh we've we've been that way ever since and then you know we got involved with the gator nationals and it just makes a uh, an even more connection.
1: Now how long uh, you been, I don't know how huh? how long you've been uh, the 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 primary sponsor. sponsor, sponsor of the Gator, the, yeah, the Gator Nationals. Yeah,
3: we've been at the Gator Nationals. This was our fifth year.
1: Fifth year. Okay. All right. Now you guys also sponsor a uh, monster truck too, right?
3: Yeah, we have a monster truck, and it is. Well, you, we we actually have four monster trucks now. We have uh, one that's completely dressed up like a gator, and then we have a brand new one that's just starting to premiere out there that is Wolfie. It's all looks like a looks like a wolf. So okay for the wolf's head oil. So Wolfie's out there now.
1: Oh, okay. I like that Wolf's head. So. Well, now, Dennis, we've had this discussion before, but I think you need to be in the road racing and boat racing. So, well,
3: that, I know that
1: you know because you just got through it, saying it, earlier when you were at vaveline racing
3: sells oil, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's it's been it's been a good vehicle for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, we you know and and people here locally in Tampa know that we're also involved with the uh, with. The Amway Arena and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. So, uh, you know that's that's that.
1: Okay. Now, when you first got it, you graduated from high school or college back in the day. When you first got out of college, uh, what was your what was your degree in? Was it a marketing or something, or what? You what was your background in?
3: No. Uh, my my is, I, I have a dual in in English and history.
1: Oh, English and history, okay. And then you were, yeah, in, a, you were uh, in a you were in the service for a while, right?
3: Yes, I was in the service, and I'm happy to say. And 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 you know, the one thing about the army is, I was a combat engineer, and I learned everything I probably know about diesel engines. I learned uh, while I was in the army because. The you know, I was a dozer grader operator, those were my two main vehicles. Uh, and you know, you can't go very fast in a grader. And <laughs> back in those days, in wide open and fifth gear, you could do 12 miles an hour, or so <laughs> on a
1: flat road. So that's uh, when you're when you when you realize that uh, I gotta go faster. And we got to be slick, so we got to go race cars. And in order to be slick, we had to get in the oil industry. Is that kind of how it worked for you?
3: Yeah, sort of.
1: <laughs> that is cool. That is fascinating. So, like, uh, when you were a young kid, what kind of cars were you into? We got a few minutes left, so uh, tell us some car stories.
3: Well, and when I was a young kid, I you know, uh, I I've I've liked Fords all my life. I've been a Ford guy. My dad always drove the biggest buicks and i mean they just they were just slow as all get out i don't know if you remember the old dynaflow oh, yeah. transmission they were slow as hell but my mother always had fords and they were always stick shift, so they were a lot faster so i've been i've liked fords ever since i was a kid and uh i still have fords at one time when all my kids were home we had like Five Fords in the driveway here. So, Well, you're a man after my I gotta own tell heart. I've got to tell you one more story that I uh, thought of. Okay. When I was, uh, you know, when I went to my second Indianapolis 500 was the first year that Parnelli Jones was out there in the uh, turbine car. Uh-huh. And the turbine car was fast and and really went around. If they didn't break one little $4 part, the turbine would have won. But the fans hated it because it made no noise. It was like your vacuum cleaner going across the track.
1: Wow. And that was sponsored by that other company back then, wasn't it?
3: Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> STP. I think that's what it was back in the yep,
3: day. Yeah, and now there there was a unique individual.
1: Andy Granatelli.
3: Andy Granatelli. I mean, he he, he cut a wide swath. He well, was a big feller. Yep. But he was he was a big personality too.
1: Oh I mean from a marketing and PR standpoint yeah there's no question I mean yeah. uh, I remember the commercials as a kid you know that was that and you know what's funny you talk about relationships and people he sold everybody on STP so whether a product is good bad or indifferent a personality can actually because people actually believe it and so you know you had to oh, have yeah. STP and and Valville,
3: he, was, he was a very interesting man.
1: And, uh, and just like in your case with Valvoline Oil, you know, when you worked for Valvoline, that was it. I mean, all the racers, you know, on all the old race cars, it was Valvoline Oil. And today, you know, Amelie Oil. You go to the Gator Nationals and you see Amelie Oil, the monster trucks, Amelie Oil. You know, yeah. I mean, your name's out there.
3: We, we we have a lot of fun. And, you know, we, we think we have a, a very good company. We think that uh, we, we we try and do justice for our employees and our, and our customers and, you know, you might not always make it a hundred percent, but we we're going to die trying.
1: Well, Denny, I want to thank you. It's, it's certainly it's been a pleasure to know you. I wish you the best of luck. I know you're retiring here in another month or so. I want to thank you again very much. It's been a long time coming uh, for you to it's come been on my show.
3: Good to know you over these years. Okay.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. And I
3: wish you good luck.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you guys at SEMA every year because it seems like that's the only time we get together or to get nationals. Yeah. But uh, uh,
3: well, SEMA is a lot of fun, so you you know it's it's just a it's just another business outlet that you work yourself fairly on. So,
1: it and 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 you would probably have to agree it's all about networking and relationships, isn't it?
3: It is indeed
1: to build a business and stuff, and you guys yes. do have. And you guys got a great brand and a great name.
3: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that. That means a lot.
1: If people want to find out where to get Amelie oil, my listeners, or Wolfsed oil, where should they go?
3: Well, you know, uh, they can always give give us a call and, you know, we got a guy that'll tell them where the closest place is and give us, you know, they give us a call and just ask for customer service. And we can direct them here locally or in in Chattanooga or wherever. And, uh, you know, the number is, is uh, here locally is 813 248 1988, and that's for customer co- service. And then we have an 800 number
1: at 800 231 3133.
3: That's it. And it's com, right? com. That'll get. I'll get them answers,
1: too. Okay. Well, Denny, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show this evening. I wish you the best of luck, all the best. Hopefully, I'll see you between now and before you retire. I know they're going to have a big celebration for you. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank my very special guest, Dennis Madden, for coming on the show this evening. He is the Vice President of Global Sales and Marketing for Amelie Oil, a local company right here in Tampa. Denny, you take care. Thank you very much.
3: All right, Robert. You do the same. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Well, listeners, that about wraps up another great show. It's just such a delight to have someone like uh, Denny on my show. He's just a just an all-around gentleman and just a likable guy. When I was at the Gator Nationals uh, last week, and I was just truly just memorized because he is so well-liked. Everybody, all the celebrities, all the racers, everybody came up, all the staff, everybody just came up and gave Denny a big hug. I mean, this is just truly a, a genuine gentleman. So, uh Denny, thanks a lot. Best of luck to you. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into to Nostalgia Grating Cars. Don't forget, every Tuesday night here on the Tantalk Radio Network, don't forget to check out our website, GolfShaveMotorsports.com. we got some events coming up here. HSR this weekend, Bear Jackson in a couple weeks, Ferrari Challenge. Hey, don't forget to check out Amelie Oil, too, okay? So, and then uh, I want you guys, I want to see some of the car shows, man. Let's do it. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.